Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Science suggests that designing systems and technology for the average user will accommodate the most people. But what if the average person just doesn't actually exist? We talk about diet, uh, designing for the average user. We talk about in school and in school reform, uh, teaching to the average. But what if we need to think again about average? Does it really exist? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. All right, this is one of those real think again moments because we do have to rethink a host of things to the way we design systems and technology, to the way we uh, coordinate and function within offices and organizations, the way we interact with each other. And as we've said, uh, when it comes to to teaching, uh, are we teaching to something that does not exist? This, This myth of the average person, does the average really exist? Uh, so I want you to listen to a couple of things. Uh, Todd Rose, a formal faculty uh, member at Harvard University, uh, who is a college dropout, by the way. So that's a pretty cool trek from uh, dropping out to teaching at Harvard. He gave a TED Talk back in 2013 on the myth of average. And I want you to listen to this. Uh, this is such a fascinating example from the United States Air Force. He retells the early years of fighter jets and how they would design cockpits so that pilots could achieve maximum performance. Imagine you're a fighter pilot. You're operating a machine that in some cases can travel faster than the speed of sound and where issues between success and failure, sometimes life and death, can be measured in split seconds. If you're a fighter pilot, you know that your performance depends fundamentally on the fit between you and your cockpit. Because after all, what good is the best technology in the world if you can't reach the critical instruments when you need them the most? So the issue is, how do you design one cockpit that can fit the most individuals? So that makes a whole lot of sense, right? You got a fighter pilot uh, in a cockpit. They need to be able to access uh, all the right levers and buttons and control mechanisms. And so how do you design that? Uh, knowing that not everyone is going to be the same size that jumps into that cockpit. And, of course, that led to some strategies, some designs uh, for those cockpits. And this is where it gets really interesting to me. So back in 1950, researcher Gilbert Daniels began to study 
the physical measurements of pilots to find what the average actually is. For a long time, it was assumed that you could do this by designing for the average pilot. That almost seems intuitively right. If you design something that fit for the average sized person, wouldn't it fit most people? It seems right, but it's actually wrong. And 60 years ago, an Air Force researcher, Gilbert Daniels, proved to the world just how wrong this really is and what it was costing us. Here's how he did it. He studied over 4,000 pilots, and he measured them on 10 dimensions of size. So he, he measured everything from arm length to torso length to weight to height to breadth of shoulders to, to uh, head and neck positionings, all of those kinds of things. Uh, Daniel's findings were incredibly surprising. How many of these pilots are average on all 10 dimensions? The assumption was that most of them would be. Do you know how many really were? Zero. Gilbert Daniels proved there was no such thing as an average pilot. No such thing as an average pilot. So they took the average dimensions of all of these things, height, weight, arm length, all of those things, and put them together. And so, of course, you'd say, well, here's, here's the average pilot. So let's build a cockpit for the average pilot. Well, what he proved in his research is nobody's average. There's not a single person who fit the average. And so let's dive in now to what he had to say about the Air Force's response to learning that while they were building for the average, they were actually building for no one. No one's at the same on every dimension. Just because you're the tallest person doesn't mean you're the heaviest. It doesn't mean you have the broadest shoulders or the longest torso. If every pilot has a jagged size profile and you design a cockpit on average, you've literally designed it for nobody. So the Air Force realized they had a problem, and their response was bold. They banned the average. Okay, so they banned the average. So uh, I want to get into this little definition. He talked about having a jagged size profile. So meaning that someone may have been the average height, but maybe they had really long arms. Or maybe they were the average height, but maybe their, their torso was long and their legs were short. So everyone has a kind of a jagged component in terms of their size profile, which, again, makes it not surprising that out of the 4,000-plus pilots that they measured, there was not a single one of them that fit the model of what the average was on all of those dimensions. Uh, And so that's a a whole game-changing think-again moment. So the Air Force needed to rebuild the cockpit system not based on the average but something different. They demanded that the companies who built these planes design them to the edges. They wanted a cockpit that could accommodate as close to the shortest pilot and the tallest pilot as the technology would allow, leveraging simple solutions that we all take for granted in our everyday lives, like adjustable seats. And as a result, the Air Force not only improved the performance of the pilots that they already had, but they dramatically expanded their talent pool. Okay, so the the results are great. So they created adjustable seats, ways to move things around so they would be uh, most accessible to the pilots. And the net result, by not playing to the average, because there is no average, they increase the performance of the pilots. And they open up their talent pool because now they weren't looking for someone of a specific average height or average wingspan or average foot size uh, or whatever it may be. Uh, So they were looking for something just a little different. 
So now why are we going through this exercise with the Air Force? Uh, because I think this applies to so many things. Uh, Todd likens this to uh, how we treat education often by teaching to the average. And is there? Is there an average student? Most of us have never sat in the cockpit of a $150 million fighter jet, but we've all sat in the classroom. I would argue that these are the cockpits of our economy, and I think we all know that we have some problems. We're spending more money than ever before, but we're getting worse results. Whether we're talking about declining test scores in math and science or our dropout crisis, we still design our learning environments like textbooks for the average student. We call it age-appropriate. What does it even mean to design for an average student? Uh, Remember, uh, just like pilots, there are no average students. And so that requires us to think again, to think differently. Now, I have to tell you, I am so grateful for a number of teachers specifically in my life who didn't treat me like an average, uh, who knew I was not going to learn one way, but that I just might learn another. Uh, Those are the, the real heroes are those teachers who recognize that no student is average and that we need to play to their strengths, uh, that we need to understand the things that will work best for them and then adjust accordingly, Uh, whether that's uh, being more uh, auditory, whether that's having more visual, whether whether that's more experiential and on and on and on. Uh, It really is what master teachers do every day, and we have a ton of them here in the state of Utah. And it also speaks to this idea of having choices, Uh, that not every student is going to fit perfectly squarely into that average uh, student that would sit in the right classroom at the right time and do all the right things all day long. And so we do have to have choice, and we need to make sure that we're empowering those heroic teachers who are really proving it out that uh, no one is average. Uh, And that's really where Todd Rose concluded that just like pilots, there are no average students. Each student, every single one of them, has a jagged learning profile, meaning they have strengths, they're average at some things, and they have weaknesses. But if the fighter pilot example has taught us anything, it's this. If you design those learning environments on average, odds are you've designed them for nobody. So we can't build our education system for no one. Can't do it on the average. We have to look at those jagged edges of each of our students and each of the families and the homes that they live in. And to me, that's the real test. I do love the idea that there really are no average students because I believe there aren't any. Uh, I believe they all have immense potential uh, to be great and absolutely extraordinary. And we need to make sure we're rewarding the teachers who get that, that it's beyond average. And we need to make sure we have a system that gives everyone the choices and the opportunities to find it for themselves. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, We're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. 
I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.